Father, in the name of Jesus, we submit everything to you this day. And uh, we submit everyone here before you, Father, including myself, Lord. We ask that you do what you want to do in the name of Jesus. I submit to you, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to help me to share that which is on your heart, not what is mine. And so, Father, I ask that your anointing will, will fall today and that someone will find peace and that someone will find an answer in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we give you all the glory. And, Father, we, we, we thank you, Lord, for every cook that is cooked in the name of Jesus. We thank you for everything that has been done here today. And even as we go home, Lord, Father, let the message grow on us. Let it draw us near to you. And may you never leave us, Lord. May you never forsake us according to your promise, according to your word. Father, bring about a change that will bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for coming. Uh, thank you for those who uh, made a great effort to come forward and pray. I know it took courage, so thank you very much. Uh, there were others that I tried to phone, but, you know, as it was, I think it was God. Uh, they just didn't, um, they just weren't available. So we just leave things as they are. And we just say every language is important before God. Every nation, every tongue. There's no one that's not necessary. And there's no one that is irrelevant. May I say that? Um, and if I may, if you will bear with me to just say, you know, June, you look so lovely in green. I know you represent in Ireland. It's so beautiful. Uh, we just give praise unto God for everyone who's made an effort. Even you, Pastor Dave, let's give a praise unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. You people wear it well. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, my time has been robbed a bit, but let's see. Okay, so we're going to go to the book of Psalms. We were told to go to the book of Psalms. Uh, we're going to read from the book of Psalms. I think that watch is not correct. Is that correct, that one? Okay. All right, okay. If anyone got a complaint, you can go to Paul. You can call the cops on him because I delayed. Okay, Psalms 105. Psalms 105. You know that song, that, uh, that video that they played, it really, it touches me, it reminds me of my country and my people. I love my country, you know. I'm from Zimbabwe. This is not really Zimbabwean, this is just African attire. Uh, and I won't go into why we haven't got a, a traditional dress, but we all got our ways of dressing. It's too political, so let's leave that one. Um, so whoever is recording, I hope you remove that piece out for me. Aish. Aya. Okay, so um, Psalms zero, uh, 105. I'm going to read from verse 17. You sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind the princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob so sojourned 
in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than his enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to also go to the book of Genesis. I think I better get these things out of the way before I get too into the word of God. Because sometimes I find that after I've read and I start to, to speak, I can't read anymore. Something happens. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know what happens. I can't see the words. Uh, okay, so I'm going to um, go to... Uh, this is not the word Genesis that I wanted. Okay. Genesis chapter 37. I will read from verse 3. And I'm just going to take specific verses. So forgive me if it isn't there. But uh, so from verse 3 to 4, verse 8, verse 11, verse 15, and verse 18. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Verse 8. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Verse 11. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. Verse 15. Or I will continue to read until verse 15. So from verse 11 until verse 16. Okay? 11 to 16. And his brethren envied him, and his father observed the saying. And his brethren went to feed their flocks in Sachem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Sachem? Come, and I will send you unto them. And he said to him, Here I am. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. And so he sent him out of the vale of Hebron and came to Sechem. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, what seekest thou? This is your people's English, isn't it? Okay. What seekest thou? And he said, I, he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And then finally, verse 18, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to slay them. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We give praise to the Lord. So we're starting in Psalms. We're going to touch on um, um, uh, Genesis, as I said. And then there's a last scripture that, if God wills, I will be able to share it at the end of this, uh, as we go along. So the story here, as we recognize in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 105 to, from verse 17 to 14, is that it's talking about Jesus, uh, talking about Joseph. And uh, the message that I'm going to entitle, it might be a wrong one, but let's see. Recognizing chains and finding freedom. That's my aim. Uh, uh, so, 
the psalm speaks about Joseph. So who was Joseph? We all know the story of Joseph and his, uh, and his 11 brothers. He was the 11th brother out of all the, the sons that were there. And suffice to say, there's a thing here that nobody, or not nobody, but people don't really talk about. There was a girl there amongst that family. You know her name was Dinah. Am I pronouncing it right, Pastor? Yeah. Oh, Dina. Dinah. Well, I'm going to say Dinah. That's how we would say it. Yeah, okay, all right. Welcome, my Diana. I'm happy to see you today. Uh, that's Beulah there and uh, Makasa. Welcome. We haven't seen you. And we, for many years, we welcome you today. I'm so happy. My heart is just so happy to see you. Okay, so we're talking about Joseph. So who was he? He was, 11, he was the 11th son of 12 sons. And um, his father was Jacob, and his mother was Rachel. Now, we know that his mother was beautiful, but let's look, about, look, about, uh, ja uh, look upon Jacob a little bit. Jacob was later called Israel. And um, his, his name was Jacob. His name was changed uh, by God to Israel. But when he was still Jacob, he had a brother called Esau. And uh, he cheated his brother out of his inheritance, um, the firstborn and so forth and so on. And so he conspires, his mother gets him and says, J uh, 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 um, Jacob, I want you to go to my brother's house uh, because his brother uh, has threatened to kill him because he stole his heritage. And we know the story that as Jacob went, he had an encounter with God. Uh, but eventually he ends up in this place by the brother's house, uh, Laban. And... He meets Rachel, the daughter of this uncle of his. And this was before the laws were put. So, you know, uh, if anyone has got questions about how come they married each other and what, you can see Pastor Dave after that. We're just sticking to the gospel here. Amen. Hallelujah. So he, he marries, he, 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 I mean, he falls in love with Rachel. Apparently, she was stunningly beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, those kind that you say she's drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, because she had a sister in comparison whose name was Leah. And Leah means cow. I looked it up. It actually, yes, there's some interpretation. There's some that says tired, weary, and another interpretation says cow. I mean, imagine. But anyway, you choose the one that you want. But there you go. Uh, and I know that people here, sometimes I've heard people call their wives a cow. I think it's very unpleasant. But there you go. Let uh, me let me move on. So anyway, so Rachel is not as beautiful. Rachel is the first born, the first sister, yeah. And then there's, uh, I mean, sorry, Leah is the first sister, and Rachel is the second. And Rachel, because she's younger than uh, than her sister, uh, traditionally by the culture, apparently according to Laban, the the younger cannot get married to the older first. I mean, the younger sister cannot get married before the older, and in uh, the elder person. And I think some of our cultures, we have that. Auntie Dizzo, in our, some of our cultures, we have those uh, cultural practices, whereby the younger cannot get married before the older. And this was the case of Leah and Rachel. The problem was that Rachel was not the one that Jacob was interested in. He fell in love with Rachel. 
And um, so we know that Jacob arrived there uh, like a foreigner, if you like. Uh, he was a cheat. He had robbed his brother. Uh, and uh, he had deceived the father as well. You know, I mean, what a background. So let's look at the backgrounds. If you see what kind of a man, and then God goes and uses this kind of a person. I mean, it beggars belief. But there you go. Maybe some of us can actually identify with some of these things. I'm going with this somewhere, so bear with me. So Jacob is recognized as a, a deceiver, a cheat, and uh, a coward, really. Because instead of facing up to his brother and con confronting the issue that was there, he conspired with his mother and ran away and went to this land. And hence, he fell in love with Rachel. Um, and so we see that J Jacob agreed with, uh, with his father-in-law that he was going to marry Rachel. And in those customs and in those cultures, you can imagine they're very, very traditional. And what you will find is that uh, when the people like that want to get married, uh, the whole tribe, the whole, all the relatives are called. You know, you don't just get married like here in the West. Oh, I saw the girl, she was fine. And he was like, oh, 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 he's, you know, he's, he's haircut and he's, oh, my God. And then they get married. It's not like that in some of these cultures. And it's not just between the two of you. The whole family can be involved. And some of us, our cultures are like that. So you're not just marrying a person, but you're marrying into a family and into a practice, if you like. And so it, it involves, it's very complex. So just that engagement alone, in my culture, or in the Shona culture, I should say, uh, in my country, what you do if you want to marry somebody, you send somebody as a go-between. Auntie Dijo, Mama. Uh -huh. There's somebody who goes halfway in between, who will be the introducer. You don't just marry somebody. There is also a process, I'm sure you can identify uh, 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 with that. In that there is an engagement party, uh, the families meet together, they meet each other and so forth and so on. More than likely a cow or a goat or a chicken is cooked and the occasion is it's an, it's an agreement, it's a covenant. It's said that we are going to be together, we are going to be together forever, you're the one I've chosen and so forth and so on. And then we find out that as time goes on, you can imagine, uh, he said that he was going to work for Rachel for seven years. I mean, I don't know what kind of engagement that is. Seven years, you people. Seven years to work for this woman. That's how beautiful she was. I mean, the man was melting. Going to work like a horse for this woman. Um, so then um, we see that when they, when they got engaged, it's like here in the UK, I'm sure, you people have a hen night. Uh, no. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's previous to the wedding, you have a, way, a hen night, isn't it? Yeah. So the invitations are all sent out, all the decorations, all you'll be planning, everything. You know, the hotel, the, the castle, the church will have been, you have gone together with the fiancé or the, 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 you know, the, 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 the spouse that is supposed to get married. This person, you go together, you elect, you choose, you appoint the dress, the design, you know, some of these dresses that cost so much. You know, you saw that uh, uh, say yes to the dress. You know, I used to like to watch that sometimes. But hey, when you see the prices of dre dresses, I said I better close my eyes. You know, tomorrow my son is going to get married. I don't want to know. You know, uh, yeah. 
Because, I mean, the prices are just ridiculous. But there you go. And you can imagine all the pomp, everything. She chooses the colors and everything. And then the day of the wedding comes. Everyone is there. Everyone. And I plead the blood of Jesus on this message. No one is going to get ditched in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry. Hallelujah. And then at the marriage, at the wedding, Jacob marries this lady and wakes up in the morning and finds out that actually it's not Rachel whom he has married. It is Leah, the one who's named after a cow. Imagine. Instead of his beautiful woman that he has been working for, for seven years, and you wake up. I mean, how he couldn't see that it was not her. I mean, also the man, there's a question there. I mean, how weak can you be? You can't see the shape. This one is not the one. The head is different. The nose is different. You can't see. But anyway, he gets married and he wakes up and is outraged. And he complains to the father. And the father says, you know, uh, in our tradition, you can't marry the young daughter before the older one is married. Such is the culture. And my question is, how did Rachel feel? How would you feel if you were in such a position? Ditched, as we would say. Ditched, dropped in it, left at the altar. Can you imagine? And she's watching. And to make it worse, the father said, can you fulfill your week with this woman? With this one who's not your wife. Since you are now her husband, can you fulfill as tradition? Just continue with her for the week. At least just to tolerate and endure. Eh? And Rachel is watching. Tolerate and endure somebody whom you didn't love. Eh? That's another thing. It's a subject for another day. Hallelujah. And so this is the background of Joseph's mother. And you know how it is when you have a sister, you can imagine that Leah must have known all the secrets when she was talking about this handsome Jacob. Check at him, there's him there. When they go to the well, when they go and get the water, when they go in to, 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 to look after the sheep, there he is, there he is, there he is. Look what he's wearing. Check at his hat, check at his cap, check at him, there, look at him. There he is. Like, you know, you're looking at somebody who's maybe, I don't know, drop-dead gorgeous, handsome man. Today he's got a beard, tomorrow he's got a mustache. Today he's blonde, tomorrow he's blue. I mean, you know how girls are when you are young. And she will have known all the secrets. All the secrets of this man. And yet, her sister agrees with her father to get married to the one that she was after. Some of us can identify with that. Having been betrayed. And this kind of household is what Joseph is born into. Because before you know it, Leah has children. She starts to have sons, and Rachel doesn't have. And there's another son born, and Rachel hasn't got. And there is another one born, four sons, first born, an heir, a spare, and two more in case. What do you do? How do you compete? And you're saying, this is the husband. This was my husband. This was my boyfriend. That was my person. Amen. Amen. And then we find out that at the end of the day that she has more children and Rachel does not have any. And then we see as we are going forward that in the end, Rachel gets her domestic worker to be the, the wife 
to, to Jacob. I don't know why I'm going on about this. But let's go on with this and see where the Holy Spirit takes us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we find out that he then, she then introduces the maid. The maid gets children and Leah decides she's also going to get her maid. And they also have children. So there's a whole lot of children there. A whole lot of sons. And Rachel is still barren. Nothing. No child. You didn't do anything wrong. Your problem was that your age was an issue. Your problem was your beauty. And you can imagine meeting at the well, going to go and get water in these areas and in these places where everyone is gathered, going to get the women or say, how's your husband? How's your husband? Who's happening? And that's where the gossip is. People will be talking, meeting, and where do you hide in a small place like that? Where do you go? Where do you hide? Amen. Hallelujah. And then we find out that Jacob, for all his love that he professes for this Rachel, he's quite happy to go along with these women. Quite happy. And you know, it is in this that uh, Joseph is born. And he is then loved. His father starts to show him love. And his father starts to demonstrate that this is my son of my age. And all those children are there watching. All of them are watching. Everyone is seeing that this father suddenly is showing a love that we ourselves have not experienced. That is giving to this child called Joseph. And Joseph is as a younger brother in fact. And the mother dies giving birth to the to the young brother called Benjamin. So there's these two little boys from Rachel. Rachel goes and dies. I mean the Bible. Rachel goes and dies and there's these two little boys. Four, they say they estimate he's about four years old when, when the mother dies. How terrible is that when somebody loses a mother? How terrible. And then we see that Joseph is four years old. Now you might not think that it's much of an issue, but when I was young, uh, if I may just add this, I was about three and a half years old, my older sister tells me, when we were taken to an orphanage. Uh, because there was, uh, my mom and dad had uh, divorced, so we were all little children. And those years in Zimbabwe, what was then Rhodesia, we had social uh, s um, services then. It was existing before the situation now. And then we were taken uh, there. So between me and my big sisters, there's a big gap. And I will remember when I was young, it's actually my earliest memory. Waking up and seeing I'm in a strange place. I was in a cot, uh, you know, four, three and a half years old. They were in like in the children's nursery. You would say a cot, but maybe it's a bit bigger than a cot. And these strange people that were around us, they were nuns. I'd never seen nuns before. Nuns that had white veils and white, like, hey, these are like spooks, you know what I mean, as a child. You think that I'm surrounded by spooks. And there were these nuns. And we, we grew up there for many years. Many years. Till I, and it seems many years, but actually maybe till I was about 12, 13 years old. Then we left there and went to high school. But in that time, we used to go home to our parents. We used to have to write letters and ask them for permission. Because that time... 
for us to visit the parent. So where we were staying, it was like maybe as far as London is to, uh, to, to, to Ireland. It was very far. So we used to go maybe once only a year if the parents uh, responded or they got the letter in time or whatever the case is, if your mother could write, if your mother could read. And this orphanage home, it, was a, it wasn't so much an orphanage, it was more for children that had been abused and children that were, uh, that were born in aeroplanes, that were picked up by the nuns, were brought. People who were, you know, just in society, those kind of children, that's what it was like. And I was old enough to recognize that in this place, the love that I had had before was not here. Because it was just uh, an institution. Yeah, that's the word I would use. It was an institution. They put bread, they put milk, they dressed you, they fed you, went to school. You came back, if you were naughty, on time you got a, a good hiding. And thorough those years. Thorough hidings. Unfortunately, they were from all over the world, largely Eastern, from the Eastern European countries. Let me say that way. And uh, one of them, the nuns, was very cruel, the one that used to look after us. So I have an, infirmity, uh, 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 an identity with that Jane Eyre. When you watch those old films of Jane Eyre, where they were so cruel, and I, 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 I understand that. Because it was hard. And this Joseph is born in such an environment whereby the family is squabbling. The one half of the family is divided. This one is saying, my son is born. Now God will vindicate me. This one is saying, now God will vindicate me. Now I'm the one because of my sister's struggle. If you look at the names of the children of the tribes of Israel, there is always a meaning to them. And some of it was vindication. And this kind of a background, Joseph Innocent has grown up in. And some of us have grown up in these environments. And some of us have grown up whereby you are the extension. You are the last. You are the extended person. You are not the one that quite belongs. And today I want to pray for you. We want to pray today and say, Lord, intervene on the people that have experienced these kind of things. Maybe you experienced rejection. Maybe you experienced isolation in your life. Maybe what has happened to you in your past is affecting you today. Joseph was in jail, not because of himself, but because of his father's actions. That the father was showing love to the son more than the, more than the other sons that were involved. The father was the one who was demonstrating that love. And the, 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 the household was really divided. And I want to say today that we need to come out of those bondages if we are going to be free and move forward in the things of God. Amen, church. Amen. Let me just read Psalms 105 again. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid with iron, was laid in iron until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. My people, the word of God will try you. You are a Christian. 
things you have been doing right and yet you are suffering as a consequence because you are doing things that are right. We want to pray and say, Lord, intervene on these people whose situation is such that they have been unjustly treated in the past because of what someone has done. As Christians, we will be ineffective if we cannot and if we will not address some of these things that are there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Is anyone hearing me today? Hallelujah. We want to pray because some of these things, they prevent us from going into the calling that God has ordained for us. We withhold our hearts because we are afraid that if we love and we show that kind of love, we, there will be a consequence as a result of demonstrating that love to somebody else. And some of us as fathers, we have done things and our children have suffered as a consequence. What kind of a father are you today? What kind of a mother are you? Is it because of what has happened in the past? Is it because of the household and the tribe that you were born in that helps you make your decisions today? You are born again. You have come to Christ. You have given your life to Christ. But sometimes there's things that will be hindering you. And you will not be understanding that there are issues that may be there in the past. Excluded. Rejected by brothers. Hated upon arrival. They planned for him to, get, to destroy him. This one that our father loves. This one. And to make it worse, the father makes him a coat of many colors. Making it even more obvious that this one is my favorite. Which person do you identify with here? Is it Rachel, the betrayed one? That you cannot love totally because of your betrayal that you have experienced. Is it because you are Leah, the one that they called the cow? The one who wasn't married and was given somebody else that she didn't really fancy. If you read, it says that when Leah had a child, when she named Judah, she said, maybe now my husband will love me. Maybe now, maybe now I've given him a third son, Judah. Maybe now he will love me. I think it's Judah that's the one. Maybe now. My husband will love me. She was doing everything so that the husband will love her. And in our cultures, when you have born a son, well, you are somebody. You are somebody. Born a son. Well, you produce sons. I mean, really. In some cultures, it's a big deal. And yet Leah wasn't even loved. So today we want to pray. If there is anyone with any issues that are relevant to any of these we want to pray with you today, this afternoon, before we go and eat. And I want to ask that next time I don't be asked to, to come and preach when it's uh, International Day. Because half the time your head is somewhere there by the food and so forth. Whether the chicken is brown, whether the rice is hot, whether the soup. I'd rather just speak when it's not uh, such a day. But there you have it, we're here now today. So I want to ask anybody, if there is anyone who has encountered anything such as this whereby you are rejected 
even for your beauty. For some people, your beauty is your problem. For some people, it is the fact that you are the number 11 child. For some people, it's because you, are, you have a stepmother or you are a child to a stepparent. Joseph was brought up with his, with his stepmother. He was brought up with a domestic. He was brought up with a servant. He had no love, if you see it. Not really. Not really. Maybe that's why the father was showing it to this child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. If you are parents and you have got a child, please don't do it to your children. Whereby you have got a favorite. Even if you have, you should hide it. You should ask God to help you on that issue. Because your children, the household, what will come from there? Those were the tribes of the children of Israel. That is whom that, those are the ones that God loved. That is the tribe whom God had chosen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Let's stand up. We want to pray. I'm feeling like we're not, uh, we're not making progress. So we want to stand up and pray. Sue, will you get up and please uh, do the keyboard? If there is anyone who's got an issue, who knows that he knows that he knows that this thing is holding me in my family, that this thing of love, this thing of trusting people, like what James said, trusting, trusting God, trusting God. It's a risk. It's a risk, people. It's a risk to trust God. But you have to because he sent his son to die for you and me. He has sent his son to die. And Jesus had to trust that what the Lord had, had planned, better your will than mine. Not my will, Lord, but thine. Your will be done in my life. Some of us, we need to take our hearts, as hard as it is, we need to take it before the Lord. Because I tell you, this thing of Christianity, you have to trust God. You have to have faith in God. This thing of faith, it is trusting God, not yourself, not your abilities, not your neighbor, not your brother, not even your sister. Trusting not your mother or your father, but trusting God. As James said earlier on, we let people down. We do things, we sin, we, we, we fall on the wayside. But we need to trust in God. We need to trust in God. Joseph had to trust God while he was in prison. Whilst he was in prison, he had to trust God and believe that God had the best intention. That this my enslavement. God has got something for me. This my situation. God will intervene. This my situation. This issue with my heart. God intervene. This betrayal of my brethren. Those whom my soul loves. Those whom my soul loves. Betrayed. Betrayed, heartbroken by those whom you have loved. Ha! Those whom you have trusted. 
Those whom you set, where you go, I will go. Where you lay your head down, that is where I will be. And they have betrayed you. And you have woken up and found out that you are in a situation that you didn't want to be in. And even today, you are here. And this is a subject you didn't intend to hear. Because your heart, you have to surrender unto the Lord God in trust. You have to surrender, my brother and my sister. You will not progress. Until you surrender and you forgive. And you forgive. And you forgive your brother, your sister. That you forgive your mother for bringing you in a place of betrayal. For swindling your father. For stealing from your brother. For stealing from your sister or from somebody's life. You have been placed in that situation. You didn't want to be the leader. You didn't want to be the Joseph. You are just born into it. And find yourself in a horrible background. And you say, Lord, why? And why have I been in this situation? Why was I brought up like this? Why? And the word says, trust in me. Trust in me that your chains will be broken. Trust in me that you will be set free from your bondage. From your cultural issues. Those things that your culture does. Hey, we are from cultures that will leave children abandoned for the sake of tradition. We are in cultures that are rough one to another. We are in cultures that will do bad one to another. We are in cultures and social circles that will look down on others. That will bring others down because they are not in the upper echelons of society. We're in cultures, we're in traditions, we're in jobs that look down upon others because she's a carer or a sweeper or a cleaner because of her status. She's looked down upon and some of us are managers and we have the power to do something to change and we do not do it. Whilst we are saying, Lord, Lord, and we are leaving others on the wayside. We are leaving them to die. We are leaving them to cry. We are leaving them locked up. And they've got no answer. And we will not befriend them and set them free. Whilst we have the power to do so. We are supposed to set them free. Your position in life is not for you only. It is to help others. Joseph found himself in such a situation. You find yourself in that place. Your heart. Your people, what they did. Maybe there are secret things you'll never tell anybody. Your father will never know. Your mother will never know. Even the people in the church, 20 years here, no one will know that secret. My sister and my brother, this is the day that you surrender it unto the Lord. And say, Lord, I trust you. Today, I'm taking a risk and I'm trusting you. My situation, I'm trusting you to heal me. To heal those wounds. Those wounds. That I will do that which is right. Lord, change me and my attitude to those who are in supposedly in a lower position in, the things, uh, in this country. You know, in the church... Sometimes the intercessors, the prayer people, 
You'll be praying on your knees. It's not even accepted. Most churches, that's not even, it's not even an important thing. And some will be praying. And some will be fasting. And some will be crying before the Lord. And it's not even worth mentioning. And some of us have got hearts that are weeping. Some of us, we have even hidden who we are. Even our gifting. Even our gifting. We have hidden it. We can't say it. We are afraid. We are afraid because of the consequences that you think will come. But the Bible says, come unto me, you who are heavy laden. Come unto me. I am your father. He is the father of the fatherless. Father of the fatherless. If your father didn't want you, if your mother didn't want you, if you're in the wrong tribe, he is here today. He is here today. You have been excluded. Come now. I'm sorry for taking time. I'm sorry. But let the Holy Spirit do his work. Otherwise, we have come in vain. We have come in vain. We have come in vain. If there is somebody that wants prayer, if there's somebody that wants prayer, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Just take a seat, Judith. We'll pray. There are people that are in situations that they found themselves in. They never asked for it. How can you account for your beauty, your popularity, your character, your popular character? How can you account for that? How? Where you come from, your destiny, your name, your purpose. We want to trust in God. If there's anyone else, come forward. If not, let's stand up where we are. We'll pray as we sing. Can you pray? sing your song? Hallelujah. Let's just lift up our hands and let's come with our hearts. Your heart before God. He's not interested in, in anything. He just wants your heart. Can you lift up your heart? Can you lift up your heart? Can you lift up your heart? And dare to trust the Lord. And trust the Lord. And trust the Lord. As they sing.